Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Courtney and I are joined today with a very special guest. We're here today with Fee, and she is a human design coach, a life coach, and a published author. And we are so happy to have her here on the podcast as we talk all things human design, as well as maybe some self-love, self-care, and soul purpose content. So Fee, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. Now, before we get started, I just kind of wanted you to maybe introduce yourself and let everybody know how you got involved with human design and life coaching. Yeah, thank you so much. So yeah, my name is V. It's a Vietnamese name, which means flying high, but I'm based, I was born and based in Sydney, Australia. So yeah, I'm a human design life coach and I help women and men all over the world to live their best lives, you know, in all areas, happiness, relationships, friendships, and dating. And I haven't always been a life coach. I actually, my journey started during the pandemic. So when I had time off, I kind of started my Instagram as a passion project for mental health. And then it grew really quickly. And I was very fortunate, you know, after nine months to go full time in life coaching and hit six figures in my business. And yeah, I guess I've always been really passionate about helping people because, you know, my dad passed away when I was 20 years old and going through my own burnouts and bullying in the corporate world. And kind of on that journey, I, you know, when you think of psychics and people with intuitive gifts, you always think they're born with it. And we're actually all born with it. So it wasn't until recently that I was able to tap into that. And that's when human design came into the picture because I remember seeing it, I think like five years ago and it just didn't make sense to me. And then kind of later on, it all suddenly made sense. And so that's what, you know, one of the modalities I use as a life coach. And as you mentioned, yeah, I, I, I just wrote a book, which is coming out at the end of June called The Great Unlearning, Awakening to Living an Aligned and Authentic Life. And that's all about kind of flipping the narrative and concepts of self-help and personal development on its head. And that's kind of how it all ties together because it was very inspired by the work that I do in human design. It's all about unlearning. I think we we have been taught a lot of things that don't serve us, whether it's timelines, what we should do to be happy when we need to do something. So that's kind of like my spiel about me in a nutshell. No, I love that so much. I think that's amazing that you published a book. That is so cool. I really like the unlearning because right, even yeah. in general, like the idea that humans have to exist within like the way we've set up our society. And I think a lot of what your journey sounds like is so relatable, like the 2020 pandemic shut down and how that was like all unlearning everything that we had been doing for so long. And it gave everybody, I think, a lot of time to look at their life and be like, how do I set this up in the way that actually serves my soul, makes me happy. Absolutely. I think some, yeah, so many people in 2020 completely shifted timelines, shifted directions in their life. I know so many who left the corporate world and pursued a passion project. And I think that's so admirable, honestly. I love that. I'm like all about, which I'm sure maybe you saw this in my chart, but I'm really much all about pursuing your own path and kind of going against like what's considered normal, so to speak. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think also as women, we've been taught, 
we have to be a certain way to be loved and to, you know, rise and in our careers and all these things. So it's something that, you know, I'm so glad you guys love the concept. So yeah, very exciting. So exciting. And so before we dive even further into human design and everything, what is your human design? I'm very curious. Yes, my human design. I am a two for emotional manifesting generator. Um, so yeah, I'm like combined of you two, like the bits, the emotional authority, the manifesting generator part and my like sole purpose and path is the unexpected. And that's very much like I never thought I would be a life coach. You know, a lot of crazy wild things have happened to me in my life, but my main conscious like sun energy is very much that called the risk taker or life purpose. So it's very much revolving around purpose, uh, fear of not living up to full potential. And it's maybe something you can relate to as well, Elle, because that's in your chart as well in a different area. Yeah. Let's have a look and see where it sits. It actually sits in your Jupiter. Oh, so So what that tells us in human design is that's like your expansion, like your karma, your dharma. And that's kind of where astrology and human design intersect. And it's very much dependent where you get your chart done. It's very much like astrology and human design are very similar, right? Because if you kind of bootleg it, and you kind of just look at websites, you can't really get the full picture. Whereas you, if you go to read it or you like actually study the modality, you can see like all the layers because it's not as simple as just like, it's just, for example, saying like, oh, like I'm a Scorpio, but it's, there's so much more to that. Like my sun, like my rising, my moon sign. So yeah. um, I think that's the same kind of uh, layers that are applied to human design. Oh, oh my okay. God. I told somebody that the other day. They were like, oh, I'm a blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what's your moon and rising? And they were like, what? And I was like, you actually have three zodiac signs and you're a combination of all of them. And they were like, I didn't know this. And I was like, you're going to have to go find it. And then you go even (laughs) further and then you have your Venus and your Mars and all of these other placements as well and where they fall in your house. So it's like, it is, it's really complex, just like human design, I feel like is complex. Yeah. So pretty much like the way that you mentioned the the different planets, they also are in human design. And it's actually kind of more complicated in the sense that we've got your like, soul design which you know human design believes it and you know before your body before you entered your body three months in and then you've got your conscious personality which very much like mirrors your astrological signs and so for you and your chart l like your jupiter is about where you're going to find expansion karma is about purpose so that's either like for example you realizing your purpose you helping other people find your purpose but that more veers you know there's like layers because then we talk about you know your incarnation cross which is like your soul path which is all about confrontation which is funny because i truly am not i do not like confrontation i like like to hide yeah. from confrontation the interesting thing about that is because it doesn't necessarily mean you are a confrontational person because Again, human design is funny because some of the names don't actually reflect what the soul purpose and path is about. So if we were to talk about yours, L, it may not be about like you being confrontational. Maybe it's about people around you being confrontational. So I wonder if it's like family, partner or friends. So that's how the the soul path can come to life. And yours is like very much this intersection of four very intense energies because you've got like authority you've got willpower friction and conflict so it's actually your life theme is about people being confrontational around you so therefore you learn about power dynamics and then using your personality that's where you're kind of like standing up to find the truth kind of maybe confronting people and giving them a different way because your energy is very much about transformation I mean I don't know how deeply you know human design but you've got two of the most emotionally intense gates in your chart yet you have an under 
find an open solar plexus. Therefore, for you, it's like feeling all these feelings, kind of going into the shadows and not being able to consistently process it. And that is part of like, actually, funnily enough, you're sat in human design. Like you are, you, you are like me, must have just finished your transit. And it was all about being in the feelings and you must have been kind of processing and riding those waves. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel oh, like yeah. your eyes like popping like, what? Oh yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's definitely been a pretty emotional past couple of years, I would say in my life, just a lot processing from the past and getting re-triggered and trying to make things happen and feeling like stuck and stagnant and not able to make things happen the way that I want to. And it's it's been a lot for sure. Yeah, I, I can imagine so. And that's kind of like a nice contrast, I guess, between your friendship. I mean, I don't obviously don't know you both well, but Courtney, you have an emotional authority. So you are able to ride those waves consistently. It doesn't mean it's a fun experience. And, you know, because you've got the open uh, solar plexus L, like you can probably sense Courtney's moods and her emotions maybe before herself and uh, (laughs) and what I found really interesting Courtney is you have quite like emotional sensitive waves and they're very much linked to people and we kind of call it like ratchety in the sense that like it kind of starts to build and you kind of start to feel your frustration and then once it's kind of like hit it's kind of like a volcano it like explodes and so based on like human design theory for you like physical touch is so important to kind of bring your emotional waves to neutrality and clarity that could be self-soothing like hands on your heart hugging yourself having a hug from a loved one um getting Mm -hmm. a massage so that's you know this is all things I'm kind of doing based on human design and intuitively reading you both (laughs) I consider I get massages like every other week and I have it like worked into like my little you know adult life budgeting thing um because like I swear to god like I'm a nurse and I don't think that I could take care of people and like maintain my own moral integrity if I didn't do those types of things and then I was just telling Lauren we were facetiming before we started recording we were talking about anxiety and I was telling her that when I feel really anxious my husband is like six foot four and like over 200 pounds so I'll actually have him lay on top of me and like crush me and then when I have him get off, I feel like I can breathe deeper and it it like relieves my anxiety, like that breathing technique, like the going from the shallow breathing when he's on me to like slow deep breaths when he gets off. But it's all related to like him. Like I can't do that with a heat, like a weighted blanket. Like it's almost like it doesn't weigh enough where it's like not on the right space. Yeah. And we can see that in your human design, that touch is so important for you. And I guess also speaking about like your soul purpose and path, that's very much about explanation. And I guess so like based on human design theory, like when people enter your life, L, it's kind of like people that are maybe confronting something within their lives. It's about um, power dynamics. It's about like transformation. Whereas for you, Courtney, people come into your life when they need things explained or they're looking for answers. And I don't know if you resonate with that because, you know, human design is not like going to say, hey, at this age, you have to be like this job at this thing. It's very much like about your life purpose and things. And for you, Courtney, it's all about revolution. This is all about values. This is all about principles. This is all about starting something new. And so people really come into your life when they they need help mentally. That's what I really see in human design. You're somebody that has the solutions and the answers. Um, and that's very much, you know, in alignment with a projector, that guidance and kind of looking at your chart and what I see, it can be difficult because you're probably the person that can see somebody, you know, what's wrong with them or what's not making them happy. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready to hear the answer. So you could be the most correct, like on the money, but some people may be triggered by your answer. They may not be ready. Um, and that's just the way that you're really geared in human 
human design, we kind of say one of your energies, we call it genius to freak energy, because you can really say things that people don't quite understand. Understand. Um, It takes a bit of time. You're quite a wordsmith, actually. You can really transform with your words alone. And you probably see these things. And, you know, sometimes people can misjudge this energy as being quite critical when really it's from a really good place, but it's feedback. And so that's where that whole, you know, waiting for the invitation or creating the invitation comes in. So it's all Mm -hmm. very interesting when you look at somebody's Super interesting because like I have a friend who's like really I would say like exudes so much feminine energy to the point where like even her culture plays a big part in it and she told she she told me that yes yesterday when we actually hung out and she was she's like very quiet and reserved and she never like stands up for herself that I see like very like I'm very much like someone like if my husband does something I'm like you need to stop doing that now I'm very much like the masculine energy kicks in and I think she's trying to like find more of a balance in hers anyway we were talking and she was saying about how she's past 25 and in her culture I guess like her family was very like well I can't believe you're not married and you don't have children yet and no but they didn't wish her like happy birthday and um I ended up telling her like you know you have to understand it's harder with family easier with friends and acquaintances to be like this is my life and this what's this is what like serves my soul and makes me happy and I need you to respect that because either you're going to respect it and try to understand that I'm just different and this is what makes me happy or we're not going to talk about this because like your opinions aren't invited into my life and she was like wow thank you. I really needed to hear that. And I was like, also you live once. So do whatever makes you happy. Like don't let your own self-limiting beliefs come in there. Because like, if you want to go do something and you only have 80 years to do it and you're already 27 or whatever, like the time is ticking. So just go try it. I mean, why not? You want to try a roller coaster? You get on it one time, you find out if you like it. I love that so much because it really does combine your gifts in human design about like answers and insights and really like tweaking the way that people think about things that's so cool it's so funny because then I think I think about how sometimes Courtney and I can be like opposite and I wonder if that's what like attracted us to one another as like friends is you know being so like opposite at times it also made us butt heads sometimes we butt heads about it (laughs) yeah for sure definitely and when you said something about like how I tend to kind of attract people who are like people around me or I, I attract conflict around me or people who are more confrontational than me I think of some of the people in my life And I'm like, actually, that does make sense. I wonder if that's something I'm trying to learn is how to be more in my confrontational energy. Is that like something I'm meant to learn? Or is it because I'm meant to help people sort of front their own problems in their life as well that they might have, like their own transformational journey? Yeah, I think it's part of like a greater picture. And it's also about control, right? Because that's also about power dynamics and power struggles. And part of your life journey is you wouldn't really understand it unless you were kind of subject to that around you. And I think, you know, with your personality, I I coach a lot of people with the 5-1 personality. And a big thing is, interestingly, in terms of like helping people, you have a greater impact on people that you don't know, people that you meet once, people that you meet at a party that kind of always remember everything you say. And that's kind of in your own journey because you have to also confront yourself because I know a lot of five ones, they're very concerned with their reputation. They can be quite paranoid. They don't really know who they can trust. And that's because you're subject to all these projections of the people around you. 
And so it is this very interesting intersection. And what I would say about the energy of confrontation in particular is that energy of like friction, right? Because friction is a really powerful energy. It can lead to wars or peace. But what you know is kind of when you have that energy in your main life energy is like, oh, I signed up to always have this kind of like uh, tensions come up because that's how I change. That's how I pivot and then you've also got this energy um, which we call like the shadow work energy in human design um light in the dark we call it crisis energy and that's really you having to have this interplay between suffering and desire and you're using your gifts and i don't know how deeply again you know human design people can call your main life energy ego influence authority so you've kind of been built with this natural gift to be able to look at different people's viewpoints and be able to guide your willpower and look at their ego and see oh how does that work in terms of dynamics and people right Mm -hmm. and that's very much complemented by I would say you Courtney because you've got that four six personality and that one's a really interesting one a lot of like regals and authorities have that human design and that one is all about kind of balancing your head and your heart that's probably something that you'll find navigating relationships because a big part of it is you love to be around people but you also need time for yourself you may even have like people fatigue is very much what I see in your chart and you know friendship and networking is very important with that four profile and the opportunist I also have that in my line and you know you've got that very interesting um, six personality where you live life in three stages as well oh what's that yeah so like people with the six profile line they're kind of like zero to 30 years old so just before their Saturn return it's all about experimenting really figuring out what they do and then kind of once they hit their Saturn return it's like a cocoon stage the caterpillar going in figuring out what works kind of being a bit more inwards facing and then we say like your ultimate astrology my astrology lines up with that too because it didn't you say this is like my year one or something you're 11 you're 11 which is all about this number yeah it's a master it's really all about going within and kind of doing like the self-discovery work and personal growth and things like that in spirituality so wild and i'm 31 and she just said the first stage is like one to three So you can see how it all intersects, right? Like it's all different modalities that are helping bring it out. And then theoretically in human design, that final stage, like between 40 to 50, you become that ultimate role model. You kind of like we say, go onto the roof and see that bigger perspective because that six profile line, like you probably, like vision is very important to your personality. And it's sometimes like you can see further ahead than what people can understand right now. And so what we say you are is very much like a forward thinker, like a trailblazer. You've got to go places that people are not ready for. So yeah, there's so many crossovers. Like I like to kind of think astrology is like giving you the lay of the land. It's like the map. And so you understand what's around you. And when you deeply understand human design, that's like your compass. It's kind of giving you a bit more like practical tools, understanding the high expression, and the shadow expression to kind of understand yourself. So they work mm. complementary, you know, yeah. as all do modalities, you know, you just have to find the one that resonates with you best. What what would you say? I know you mentioned Lauren's like what'd you say shad shadow expression? Do I have one? Yeah, we all have shadow expressions like in terms of our energy. So for example, if I look at your main energy, which is revolution, the shadow there is it can be a very black or white thinking. It's like if you don't do it my way, you're out. And the important thing about that in terms of the shadow is you have to communicate. You know, in human design, we actually call it the marriage and divorce gate. And the reason that is, is because it's like, if you cross the line, you're out. But you also have to understand people can't read your mind. So for example, something so obvious, like do not cheat on me. It's part of your human design energy to learn. Well, you should actually say that out loud. 
and communicate that because just because I would say like 90% of people agree cheating is not okay it doesn't mean that everybody has and so I think with your shadow it's learning to compromise learning to effectively communicate especially with your emotions right like maybe your partner or your friends can't read them and so if you're upset it's like don't as a shadow for example like assuming they understand why you're upset and maybe you're kind of in a situation you need to learn how to say oh the reason I'm upset is a b c d e as an example Mm. so all of your energies because there's 26 energies in human design they all have a high expression and a shadow expression and it's just like astrology the movement of the planets also changes it on a like daily weekly basis so it's a very intricate system (laughs) that's so interesting that makes a lot of sense when I like flashback to how Courtney and I communicate sometimes with one another, mostly when we were younger, because we've known each other since we like were in middle school, younger than that. But we became like really close, close friends when we were in middle school. We grew up together, same street. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so we've really had to learn how to communicate with one another when it came to like how we feel and our emotions. And I used to struggle with like, not really, like I could sense Courtney's energy. Like you said, like I could sense her bad mood, but she wouldn't always speak up and tell me like, oh, this is what you did that pissed me off. <laughs> so <laughs> and then I would be like, well, if you don't want to do this. And she'd be like, I never said that. It was like passive that aggressive. Like my explosion. Yeah. 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 And, and that's because you also have different energies because I would say when I look at your chart, L, like, wow, woman, you can move so quickly. You can be like very busy. People may perceive you as self-absorbed, like doing your own thing, not to kind of communicating with the world, your energy moves very, very quickly. Whereas going a lot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like that's she part of your business. That's why I know why. Yeah, and yours, Courtney, it's more like meant, built to like really like take its time, really like think about things. Like because as an emotional authority, I also need to sleep on things a lot because my first reaction may not be correct because I'm like so heated in the mo- um, in the moment. I'm like feeling emotional, and you know, if you were to like purely use human design like you're you're here to kind of uh wait for the invitation right Courtney so you would kind of let Elle kind of like instigate things and you kind of be like yes no I'm not into it so yeah that's so funny and it's it's interesting because I think one thing that I've always struggled with most of my life especially in adulthood is feeling like like you said that control thing like feeling like I'm the one that has to make the plans put together things take responsibility um, make sure things get done it sometimes feels like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders at times and it's something that I personally know I block other people from coming in and actually allowing help and actually planning things and doing things for me because of that like control concept that I struggle with probably just always watching like my mom taking care of everything on her own I think I kind of got a little bit of that in me so it's like hard for me to let go of control and let other people help me or let other people plan things or let other people do things for me or whatever else it may be yeah and and in your chart you're very much like a powerhouse like you have the archetype manifesting generator energies like I think it's like again a conditioning and that's why I'm so passionate about unlearning because especially with your chart L it's kind of like you can do everything and you have the energy for it but that's why you have to listen to your strategy and authority it's like yeah I I have the capacity but do I actually desire and want to do that and you know I find it really interesting because you're very much like a feminine soul which is here to learn about receptivity You're, you're you know you're all about attraction in terms of human design so that's something again we can kind of see it as a storylines or a movie about what you're really here to learn learn to like just like be in flow and allow things to come to me rather than constantly doing 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 which I can do 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 but like you said 
am I doing it because I think I need to, or am I doing it because it lights me up and more so going after what lights me up. And I've done that so many times I've started so many projects and then I'm, I'm like, okay, well, this actually doesn't light me up anymore. So I'm going to kind of like put that to the side and everybody's like, oh, you're starting something new again? Like, what happened to your last project? And I'm like, well, you know, it's there if I want to go back to it when I feel passionate about it again. But, and people think that's crazy, but it's like, I can't, I physically cannot do things that I'm not passionate about because it leads to burnout. Yeah, and it's a very, like, mani-gen thing. And I think we're all kind of subject to that ego shadow where, you know, I kind of say anything we think we need to do, must do, should do, that's not really us. That's kind of somewhere where we've been infiltrated and you kind of look at your open centers in human design. And what's really interesting is the theory in human design is like where you're open and somebody else is defined, you attract each other. Cause you know how you guys were saying the opposites attract each other. Like you can actually see that in human design where different energies that like complement each other. So it's all, yeah, a wild world out there. <laughs> Where do you, yeah, that's interesting. Where do you see ours? Yeah. I mean, let's, let's put them together and let's see what yeah. happens. Give me one I, second. I feel like we've been friends for a, like a long time. And even now our friendship is transforming because now we're like trying to also like go into like allowing business into our friendship which I think a lot of people would be really worried about but Lauren and I because we've worked so many years and so hard on like our relationship and our friendship and communicating because it's it's an important friendship to both of us we've both really and thank god for information from the internet about like psychology Mm -hmm. and human design and astrology and both of us being receptive to that one thing I really appreciate about her is like if something is bothering me, I feel more comfortable now going to her and being like, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this direction or this vibe. Can we kind of change it to this? Uh, This is more in line with what I was thinking. Or can we find somewhere in the middle that we meet? And she's very, very much like here. It's a safe space. Please tell me. I don't want you to be like upset or uncomfortable. And I think that's really important in friendships in general. But I wonder how that plays into our human design. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at it. But I did remember off the top of my head, one of the things that we, that you both shared in common was insight. So what do you kind of both think about you being insightful, being able to see things perhaps other people can't see? Like, are you thinking of going into business in terms of like personal development? Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. We we literally love talking about perspective, I feel like. Like, I feel like we are always talking about different perspectives and bouncing ideas off of each other and like just talking about personal growth and inner child healing and, you know, being able to step into our most authentic self and things like that. I'm very personal growth driven for sure. And I think I see that in Courtney, but I know Courtney also is very drawn to things related to like nutrition and health and wellness. And that's an area of mine that I personally don't get lit up by so I think like there we might clash a little and be able to like branch off on our own a little bit while still working together but yeah that's that's the kind of topics that we really could talk about forever I think (laughs) I love that I think it's really interesting because when you guys are together you only have one open center you know combined and that is that heart center which is about like motivation willpower ego like self-esteem but you guys really complement each other so for example just like looking at your chart Courtney and L like when you come together it feels like you can really articulate your ideas together like you're very good at brainstorming together like sharing perspectives because when you guys come together it's like you're you have like you literally in your chart have like missing parts of things 
to connect each other. So it's like connecting like the head to the Ajna, the third eye. So ideation, perspectives, and then again, that branch. And maybe this is something you struggle with, Elle, sometimes like articulating your perspectives. And when you talk to Courtney, it's like, oh, she knows how to like help me say things in the way that I want to say something. So I can really see that in your chart. And also like when you come together, you're very resourceful. Um, you can both figure out like what's the best way of doing things. But, you know, interestingly, you know, everything has a high and shadow expression. You can also bring out, I would say, like the struggles in each other. For example, you're very much like the purpose, living up to like the full potential. And I think, you know, seeing your chart, Courtney, it's about fighting for something, wanting something. So you can kind of help each other, like navigate and stick to that kind of commitment there. And again, it's very much like that ideation is very much your strong point as well as like intuition. I guess when you guys come together, you can also feel a lot of pressure to get things done. You put a lot of like pressure on yourselves. That's what I see like a very activated like root center in human Mm. design as well. Yeah, we used to do that a lot. Like I know I especially did too. Like once I moved away because I'm in Texas and she's in Massachusetts, when I would go back to visit, I would put a lot of pressure on us to do like specific things or like try to hit certain places I wanted to go to and stuff. And Lauren at the time, I think was a lot more in like her feminine energy and I was exuding too much masculine energy. And she would be like, why can't we just like wake up when we wake up and then see how the day goes. And it's interesting because we're actually going to go to Sedona in October. And now I'm kind of interested on seeing how we do because now I'm more in my I would say more in my feminine flow energy of like, yeah, we go to bed when we go to bed, we wake up when we wake up, like self care is more my priority than like going and doing specific things. And I feel more laid back and Mm. more like I'd be able to even like give her the reins and be like, okay, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not that it's hard for me. I'm not the type to be like a planner. Like I don't like like I I can plan, but also like I'm such a let's just wing it, let's just go with the flow type of person. And that's I've learned a lot about manifesting generators and how they can operate. And they're very much like that. They're not, they're very much like, let's go with the flow. Let's go where my energy takes me. I don't want to be told how to live my life kind of thing. Yeah, it, it very much is. And, and then in your chart, if you look at like the variables, which is like a very like specific, like advanced era of human design, you are built to be inflow so I I would say that's very normal and kind of like looking at your your north node and south node in terms of human design it is about you know your um your south node was all about being in the present moment so again it's something that you master previously before you can move more into like your power in this lifetime so I would say that's like very much meant to be in your chart like that it makes a lot of sense that's so this is so cool I'm really curious because not to like shift gears or anything but because you share a lot of content about mindset personal growth um self-love self-care over on your Instagram like your writing is so beautifully done I love it I would love to just hear some of your tips that you maybe have I guess we could keep it human design related but I don't even know if this is a thing but like are there specific self-love self-care tips that you have for projectors and for manifesting generators or is it kind of like the same no it's not the same but I think also a lot of like human principles can be the same like you know when I think about self-care like 
the one thing that dropped into my head is something I always do is I do something for myself before the rest of the world. And I think that can be applied to like everybody. It doesn't necessarily mean for your energy, but I think because of human design, know your energy flows. I would say, for example, like a projector, it's understanding you aren't built for the hustle. You know, I kind of say like 70% of the world's generators, right? So you're kind of like, when everybody's kind of running, a projector likes to swim. It's kind of like honoring that part of you and allowing for a lot of like naps and and resting. So that, for example, is really important for a projector, their love language. And, you know, something that I found from coaching projectors is a love language is also learning how to delegate and let go of things so they don't have to do everything. Um, So they can just focus on what they're, they're doing and, you know, allowing yourself to be more of that guiding level because that's what, you know, projectors are very much here to to do. Whereas I would say for like a generator or like a manifesting generator, a love language is really like using all that energy because, you know, you're built to really go to sleep when you're exhausted. And if you don't, you'll probably find your mind center kind of like running and kind of contemplating and thinking all about the day. And so a love language for you is to use and be stimulated for the whole day. But I always say as a many gen, like being one myself or a generator, like you're here to like make love to life. You're here to like just, oh, so lit up and turned on by life. So you've got to really understand yourself and go into that energy of desire. Um, and I don't think we do that enough. We always do things we for other people, but it's not for like ourselves, right? Yeah, definitely. And it's so funny you say that too, because my husband, he is a projector. And it's so funny because whenever he's not working, he will take a nap like every day when he's not working. And I used to be so thrown off by it. I'm like, how can you be just sleeping right now? Like, I'm so confused. And then as I started learning more about like human design and astrology and things like that, I'm like, oh, like he needs those naps. Whereas for me, I don't like to nap. Like I usually don't nap. And mm-hmm. I, I I literally will just go and go and go. And then I'll fall asleep at like five in the morning sometimes because that's just naturally what my body tells me to do. It's like, oh, now you're finally tired. And if I'm not tired, like you said, I'll think and think and think in my mind all night long until I finally fall asleep. And that can be like the most draining thing ever in itself. I'm thinking about when you come and visit and I don't think that we've looked up Trev's human design, which is my partner. I do. I think that you guys are very well, like very, you must be very similar because he's like you and I'm the one napping like Josh and Trevor's very much like, okay, well you can nap. I'm going to go do like a million different things. Yeah, it's funny. I'm pretty sure that I did look it up and I don't know what happened to it. Um, My app deleted everything, but I'm pretty sure he's a generator. And I think that's why, because manifesting generators and generators have a somewhat similar energy, not exactly the same, but if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, it's very similar. It's just different because manifesting generators like multi-passionate and they have a lot more energy like pushing towards their desires, whereas a generator is built to be more focused on one area. But I think the whole gist of human design in terms of self-love and self-care, it's like, it's just giving you permission to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the weird thing. Like, isn't it crazy in society that we push ourselves to do jobs that feel so hard when really we should be doing the jobs that come naturally to us that feel so easy Like we're just here to like honor who we are and completely, you know, accept and allow ourselves. Whereas we're always trying to be and do something else based on something we think is the right thing. And that's why I find that, you know, even like kind of people that maybe they don't agree or believe in human design, it's, it's very validating to hear these things. And it may not be like revolutionary and mind changing. Sometimes it really is, but it's kind of just being like, oh, I understand why I am built to be this way. This is why I am the way that I am. And I think, 
that is a whole gist of self-love, really learning to allow ourselves to be and understand, you know, we have the high parts of ourselves and maybe the parts we don't love as much, but we're trying to integrate it and bring it all together. Yeah, I it's a of understanding within yourself too. Also, it's interesting because we had a different guest. Uh, she was discussing human design and, and being a human design coach and how that actually has like affected her parenting. And I think it's really interesting because like once you're a parent, it's very difficult. I think at least my impression in previous generations were like there was one way to parent and you were going to parent that way. And it was very much like authority and discipline and um, almost like I think ignoring the child was like the undertone that I understood, at least in, I would say, like mainstream American culture, right? And so now there's all this discourse, I think, in mainstream American culture, because you're seeing a big shift in like Lauren and I's generation, where we're learning about astrology and human design, and even psychology. Um, and we're like, okay, that approach didn't work for us because we see ourselves and learn about ourselves and how that affected us and how can we honor our children as the people that they are, but also give them the right amount of guidance. And so human design, I think, is a huge aspect of that because you can say, okay, these are the things that my child needs and these are built into their personality and how do I honor the way that they already are? And then set them up for success, which is like a oh, yeah. element of like I love that. Parents, it's so true because some kids aren't going to thrive in public school, right? So I, even Lauren knows this. I'd be really interested in seeing my niece's human design because she does not thrive well with her anxiety in public school. But my sister has taken a very very much like a strong parenting approach in terms of like advocating for her and that the system that they have in place doesn't work for her and that they need to tweak the way that they treat her in the school system so that she can thrive and it works for them really well. She has a lot less anxiety, but she doesn't go to school like the traditional time. She'll she'll take more time to get ready if she needs it. And my sister just allows that within reason. You know, where like when I was growing up, it was like if you're not there, you're late, that's it. You're kicked out like too many times. So it's just interesting to see that how all of that plays into parenting. Yeah, I think we live, we're so lucky because knowledge is power. We've had so much information like Instagram didn't exist, right? Like it's crazy. You can learn so much from that. And, you know, you can apply. Like I've done human designs for like a one-year-old or, you know, like a six-month-old because people are learning that. And, you know, for example, you know, and we haven't talked about the other types, but like a manifester, like they're very much here to, they are really here to go after what they want. So in terms of children, manifest are very much adventurous and doing what they want and so if you're parenting a manifesto you want to have let them have free reign to a degree like letting them explore and climb trees or maybe like a reflector where they're a one percent of the world and their environment is so key so understanding that you know parenting making sure your your child is in an environment that they feel really happy and really consciously curating it so I think it's like an amazing thing that is coming up for our generation and something that we're very lucky and I think that's when you go into inner child work, right? It's kind of understanding like your parents did the best that they could with the inheriting, you know, programming and conditioning that they have. And I think many of us listening to this podcast will kind of relate to kind of breaking the patterns that we see in our families and ancestral lines. Absolutely. And I have so many like different kind of spiritual beliefs and things. And sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I wonder if 
Like I was born with this human design chart, even before I was even born, like this plan was like put in place and this environment I was put in was based on like what my human design chart is kind of like thought about in the past. Like, was this all kind of like a soul contract? Because I've, I've read up on soul contracts before and it's a very messy, like fine line type of thing because, you know, of course people are like, well, well, what the hell? Why would I sign up to like have a parent that's awful to me? Why would I? want to do that in this life and things like that so I've read into like soul contracts before and I always wonder like if that was if if soul contracts are a thing but then yeah I think they are I mean you've got a left angle cross so only 30% of the population have that and that is like a very very aware of their karmic lifetime I think we all have karma but for example, like Courtney and I have a right angle cross where it's like we kind of wipe the memory. We're very consciously relearning, re-experiencing and choosing that. Of course, we can learn to tap in through intuitive gifts and, and healers. But I think the way that I see it, it's like, yeah, your soul was like, why would your soul choose to have a human experience? And that's why I say like your human design, you see like your energy type is like your soul's like an actor, your profile lines is your personality the costume you wear in this lifetime and then the the sole purpose and path is like the plot line and I think it is really difficult to understand but it's like this bigger perspective like this isn't your one and only lifetime you've had many before and it's like if you have a difficult parent that's the only way to learn self-love I think it's a really hard irony to accept about human nature is we don't really learn through the happy times like I can personally say the breakdowns have taught me the most for example, I, you know, this sounds, it can be quite confronting to hear, but I don't think I would be here before you if my dad didn't die when I was 20. I just don't think I have that capacity and like holding that space and going through my own personal growth journey to kind of help people. Cause I would have just lived this idealistic life and become a lawyer and all of these things. So I think I this like, there, 100%, it's crazy. Yeah. And I think the soul contract thing is like, you know, let's say it's not true. Let's go devil's advocate. It's not true. But imagine having this perspective on the world. It's like, you know what? I can learn something from everything. Even the most painful things, you know, painful moments can be my greatest teachers. So I kind of am feeling called to share this story about, you know, when I was in my corporate job, I had a very narcissistic boss and I had so many mental health breakdowns. Like I had month long periods. I was like coughing up blood. I really went through the ring. I had high blood pressure. And when I look back in my life, I was kind of like, wow, that was really painful. But again, going through that made me so passionate about mental health that I don't know if I would have become a life coach. And one of my mentors offered this like crazy perspective to me. And she was like, can you imagine she made a soul contract with you that she loved you so much that in this lifetime, she was willing to be the bad guy to make sure that she put you on the path that you're meant to be. And that just like blew my mind and gave me tingles because I no longer ever speak to her. I've fully forgiven her. I don't want to talk to her. But I have so much compassion. I'm like, you know what? If I took that perspective, like, wow, I really honor her. And I think we can all relate when we really care about someone, but maybe they're in pain and we do have to say the truthful thing or a painful thing. And the long-term gain is good, but in the short term, it's hard to hear. So I think kind of just taking that perspective and playing with it can really change your life. I love perspectives like that because I really do think that it helps me have like you said like you're able to grow through those challenges and one thing like another perspective that I kind of have on the world is that like everybody who's here we're all energetic beings but on this earth we're given an ego so to speak and that ego kind of gets in the way of our compassion it gets in the way of our love it creates fear it creates all these emotions that of course we don't want to feel but we have to feel and then I think of like when people pass on it's like they're no longer that version of themselves that they were when they were on earth. 
they're now this energetic being who has love and compassion and wants to be supportive and be your guide and be your helper. And I feel like having that perspective has also helped me a lot when it comes in like to people who I might come into contact with who I feel have treated me wrong in the past. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard sometimes when we have our egos and we have our past traumas kind of affecting our reactions and how we treat other people. And I, I do think that there needs to be more compassion and love for sure. And it's hard when there's, you know, you're going through all of these really hard relationships. Yeah. And that's part of the human experience that we chose. We put our hand up because we wanted to go through this. And I think the ego gets a bad rap, but we actually need ego because if we were completely egoless, we would work for free. We would have no boundaries. So I think that's very much... We'd put ourselves in danger most of the time. Yeah. Like we, it's kind of misconstrued. And I think that's really important for us to remember that, you know, the ego has its place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. You know, what's interesting is I was getting like teary eyed during your, uh, you like sharing like your story because you were saying like, we're very similar, like human design. And I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to any of our, any, uh, any of our other episodes, but my dad died when I was 21. Oh, I had no and, idea. And I, my mom died last year and I wasn't speaking to her like up until like a week or two weeks before she died. And so I appreciate you sharing about your mom because I never thought about. Yeah, it's really hard. And and something that you really touched on, Elle, is because since becoming intuitive, like my dad on the other side guiding me is so different to his human self. He's very emotional and loving and, you know, you're able to connect with that. And they truly are with you. You know, I always recommend people to, you know, read this book called Signs. I think it's by like Laura Jackson or Laura Byrne or something. And that really opened up my mind to the possibility of connecting to the other side. And that's helped me grow in this. But, you know, they do like your, your journey doesn't stop here. You, you continue on into the other side. And what I want to say about that is when painful things happen for whatever reason, you know, there's this universal system of karma and people think so short-minded, like it has to happen this lifetime. But I'm like, okay, for example, why are some, you know, if we're going to take a very spiritual perspective, why are people say born into riches? Mm -hmm. Maybe they did something really incredible in another lifetime. So it's kind of this concept, the universe sees all, the universe understands your motives. So nothing goes, I, I'm not unpunished, but unaccounted for, I would say to you, um, is something that's really much there. And I think, you know, when it comes to grief, that's one of the most painful and most teaching experiences of our lives. And I think the gift in that I've learned of losing somebody early is to make the most of life. You know, people never really think about Mm -hmm. death until somebody comes into their life and something crazy is we actually are one step closer to death every single day. You know, we think we wake up and nothing's going to happen to us, but there could be an accident. I don't know. And I think that's, and that's like my main human design energy. So I think about life and death a lot. And (laughs) that's been, you know, a gift for me, you know, people like you're so wise at a young age where I'm like, I had to experience a lot of trauma and pain in order to have this experience, you know, because knowledge is one thing, experience and embodiment is like a whole nother thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel the same way. I'm just like, I think I'm in that process of like transitioning though, because for so long, I didn't want to seem like arrogant about like my wisdom of like experience and I do like learning so I do have quite a bit of knowledge of like more 
I would say like analytical things, like more like science and health from like a biology degree to a nursing degree. So I have those aspects and they, I think that they interplay with each other a lot because I can see where those two things collide for a lot of people, but I never, I never thought of myself as someone who could be a resource for other people until I got with Lauren and we would have these long like two hour conversations about perspective and life and the world and things going wrong and where people were like butting heads on very like emotional topics and how it's really like an inability to like at the very bottom line, it's an inability of like respecting that other people are having differences in their belief systems and just knowing like that people have that difference within, you know, obvious reason because there are things that people can do that I think are just very terrible. And so that kind of, I think, awoke, I would say, like that aspect in myself of like, oh, I actually have a lot of wisdom and I actually have a lot of passion for like mental health. Mm. Um, and like, how do we, how do we bring this to the rest of the world so they can like share their stories and help the community and build something that's so much greater and take the bad and try to not overshadow, but almost bring that balance to the to the universe of like yeah there's all these terrible things happening but listen to this podcast about like how people can get along who have different perspectives or different ideas and just leave yourself open to these ideas and and see how you know how how much expansion you can bring into your life yeah I mean that's what you guys do together right because Elle you've got that like intuitive side that um, transformational side through those like spiritual experiences. Whereas Courtney, you bring that gift of logic and being able to explain things and rationalize things. And the hardest thing with wisdom is we have to understand that people are on their own journeys. We can only meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I always say to people like, wait for the invitation or create the invitation. You know, you can ask a friend if you're chatting to them, do you want me to just listen and hold space for you? Or would you actually like my truthful opinion? And that's something very important for you to learn with your human design, Courtney, because there is so much wisdom and there is all of that insight. And I think just knowing like you can just be there for people and they're probably when they're ready to hear the truth, because I think we've all been there. We're in denial, right? We know something's wrong. We're not quite ready to hear the truth and we have to respect that okay, for I just ourselves. I feel for a minute, okay? I don't want to hear what yeah. I need to hear. I just want to feel... And like, let yourself stew, especially as an emotional authority. Sometimes I do need to stew, you know, like have a bit of a sad girl day, have a few hours to cry. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to like do something about this. So I think it's so nice that you two bring that together and balance each other out. It really is. Well, this has been such a great conversation. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom with us on human design because you really do explain it in such a beautiful way that is really easy to understand, in my opinion, when you explain it to us. So thank you for that. But I would love for you to just let everybody know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. And again, about your book one more time, because I think that's really important too. I can always- oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That really touched my heart. It's been so lovely speaking to you, Ellen Courtney. And yes, you can find me on Instagram at the Dang. I have my website, feedang.com. I do one-to-one coaching, human design readings. As I mentioned, my book, The Great Unlearning, um, that will be coming out soon as well. And so you can get that online through Amazon or through your um, local bookstore as well. And yeah, it is very much about kind of like different 
five different focus areas in a woman's life, you know, whether it's success, relationships, um, spirituality, and kind of unlearning different things about your life, whether it's self-love, um, self-care, or about your body and all of these things. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love that. Thank you so much. And until next time, guys. Mm-hmm.